Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This guy's hilarious. Gold, Jerry. I just like to wait for that guitar solo before I introduce ourselves. This is the Bogey Golf Podcast, the podcast that's dedicated to the average golfer, the podcast that helps you have more fun on the golf course, the podcast that's now number one in, what do I want to say, Antarctica, New Zealand? Fucking peng- penguins love us. Yeah, and uh, we're huge with... Uh, if you're gonna, if you're gonna steal my stick, you gotta like be prepared and like do it well. I know. You can't like yeah. fucking stumble through it. Yeah, we're big with the uh, Woods family. So, hang on, I, I gotta this... do the read because okay, they cool. paid us. Do it. This episode. Oh, first of all, we're proud to be part of the Belly Up Sports Network, BellyUpSports.com. Check out the website, the forums, all their interesting talk. You can see about. Uh, Football playoffs, you can read about how the Bills are great. But, you can read uh, about how only half the NBA is allowed to play. That too. Why did they come out of the bubble? I think there's going to be like three on three games next week. Is Ice Cube going to be there? Sure. As Today always, was a good day. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Ice Cube. Monkey Knife Fight. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Get in there, get your playoff action, use the promo code BOGEY. That would be in all caps. They will match your first deposit of up to $50. You deposit 50, you get 50 free. And we're proud to be sponsored by them. We're back. And we're back. Uh, great episode last week, gentlemen. First, my, my first point is people loved it. I, I got great reviews on it, which is good. So we started the new year off with a bang. Now, when we were talking about the members of the Woods family who we don't know. What is wasn't uh, Earl Jr. involved in some kind of government building incident? Yes. Yeah. So was that foreshadowing on our part of just all the shit that happened Wednesday? Was us bringing up Earl Jr.'s attack on whatever government building he was working at? Did that kind of lead to all that? It might have. We may have incited a riot with our words. Um, Twitter may ban us for life. I, I've, so I just I just got an email that Apple Podcast just removed us from all podcasts. Yeah. I try to stay uh, you know neutral on all things because as I get older, I, I hate politics more and more. 
but the hypocrisy of Republicans Uh-oh. and Democrats both just uh, it it just it just drives me to to such anger, Pat. You have the the Black Lives Matter and Antifa and stuff having these protests in the summertime. The Republicans are saying how it's the worst thing in the world. It's all violent. They're burning stuff down. Democrats are saying that it's mostly peaceful. Then you have <laughs> the Republicans, the you know crazy whack job Republicans, go uh, storm the Capitol building, and you have the Republicans saying how it was mostly peaceful on Fox News, and the Democrats like condemning all of it and impeaching the president again, which is not even possible because there's no one there to vote and you can't impeach the president after the other president takes office. So this is all completely pointless. Um, yeah, I just, the hypocrisy of, of this country now and, and of the political parties is, is just got me so, so angry. I know we're all supposed to love each other, but I'm actually in a camp of, I hate everyone. You're only supposed to, if you're a Democrat, you you're all for um, supporting everyone, but those people must believe everything you say. And if anybody is even a slight bit outside of what you say, then they're completely wrong. And, and racist, racist. Racist, and you have to put them on blast on every social media thing and take away their jobs and funding and everything. And if you're a, a Republican, you're all for free speech and everything Except, you know, if someone is pro-life and that, or pro-choice, in which case they're a murderer. So it's just, it, it, the hypocrisy is, it's just ridiculous. I don't know why this country cannot get a third party. I don't know why we can't be better. I don't understand. I just don't understand why we can't be better. I just, I just want to know. I mean, I know not all of our listeners are from Michigan, but like, how did they get a direct flight from Taylor to the Capitol? I, I mean, it was like it was like they sent a private jet to the trailer parks in Taylor, and rounded everybody up and said Lego. I was waiting to see Kid Rock there. He had to be right. Like he just had to come out. There. Yeah, he was there. The how do you how do you storm the Capitol? How is that possible? How is there not better security at the Capitol? It's not like people didn't know that all these crazy, lunatic, right-wing people were going to be there. They were advertising it for weeks. And they got like four security guards out front. Top flight security of the world. (laughs) What the fuck? Who's in charge? Oh, I know who's in charge. (laughs) I forget. (laughs) It's just like, how could they not be ready? How can they not be ready? I mean, in, in general, prior to this year, I haven't been a big fan of like, people getting shot in the face. Like, that's normally not, like, my thing. But, like, during the summer, a few times when, like, federal buildings were being destroyed or small businesses were being just trashed and ruined, I was okay with people getting shot in the face. Then Wednesday, just to show that my hatred is bipartisan, um... <laughs> I said, oh, okay, cool. You decide to break into the Capitol. I think it's okay to get shot in the face. I would think <laughs> that that would be the first reaction, that you would shoot people in the face. <laughs> oh, okay, here you come. Okay, think, think, think. Are you guys done yet? Thanks. Where was the tear gas? Where, Like, I don't understand. 
I've seen people in Detroit protest and get tear gassed for way less. <laughs> in East Lansing, if you start a couch on fire, they're coming with some tear gas. And look at Sparty. I mean, we're we've all got a little Sparty loving here. I mean, like those kids got tear gas for burning couches. Yeah, exactly. And 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 you can storm the Capitol and not an ounce of tear gas. Where's are the we allowed to make, Are we allowed to make fun of some things? All things. Like Chip Gaines walking out with the fucking podium. I mean, like, what kind of stones are on that guy? Like, hey, I'm just going to take this podium and I'm just going to walk the fuck out of here. And what were these people thinking? That they weren't going to get caught? As they were broadcasting <laughs> on Facebook Live? Like, I don't understand the the... I guess there is no thought process because if you weren't an idiot, you wouldn't storm the Capitol building. But, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just don't get it. I'm going to do something illegal and videotape myself while I do it. And how dare they come after me? Yeah. Well, that's my freedom. Isn't this America? I thought this was America. <laughs> it was, uh, it was pretty incredible. I think, uh, I was at Disney world that day. So like, I, I get a, text on our thread that basically the world's ending while I'm at Disney World. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I guess I'm just going to go on It's a Small World and pretend we all love each other as the Capitol burns. America? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Yeah, I just... Yeah, that's all you can do. That's all you can do. This world is crazy. Uh, we're probably going to have some sort of civil war at some point because there's 75 million idiots that voted for Trump and there's 80 million idiots that voted for Biden, so... I don't see how it's not going to end with everyone hating each other. We'll never so, be one country ever again. So where are we number one at? We got Zimbabwe we can move to. You said to, Antarctica. I can't live in Antarctica. It's I'm moving to there. Cuba, man. Just get communism. That's it. We're, we're halfway there here anyway. Just go, out, go full just in. Go like we're just going to do communism. reverse banana boats. Yeah. Hail the leader. We're going to be floating back towards Cuba, and they're going to turn us around. Yeah, they're going to build a wall to keep us out. Uh, hi, Evan. Hi, Evan. I'm just not, I couldn't disrupt that. That was too good, that yeah. back and forth. Well, you just don't want to say anything politically because... Just telling every single person who voted for either person is just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I voted for... America. I voted for, for one of them, so I'm one of the idiots. <laughs> idiot here. You couldn't win. Like it was one of those scenarios. It's it's three a.m. at the bar, ready to close. Yeah. You've got you've got the girl who you know has an STD on your left. Like it's a hundred percent guaranteed. She's got everything known to man. Then on the other side, you've got the girl who weighs more than you and I and has one arm. And you had to make a choice. That's that's an like excellent was, analogy. Do you want gonorrhea? Do you want to burn when you pee for the next? Six months, or and I'm allergic to penicillin. Do you close your eyes and take the stub? Probably gonna... <laughs> what kind of comparison is you're trying to pick the so least that... fat girl? That's what you're trying to do, Evan. That's what we just that's that's what this country's all about now, Evan. I just described you November 5th, buddy, in case you forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you were hogging November 5th. Don't try to lie. All right, so. We had a huge week in golf. Golf is back, baby. There is no off season. Also, the Bills won, so I was on cloud fourteen on. Uh, okay, so you're not as tortured as 
Lions fans or even Browns fans. So when the Browns were up 28 nothing in the first quarter and I had money on the Steelers and I still thought I had a shot. Did you think on that last drive, because Buffalo is definitely an abused fan base, were you shitting your pants? Because I thought for sure something bad was going to happen. Okay, something bad did happen. And the Buffalo they, they fan tried base, to cheat for sure. Buffalo fan base is uh, we are a beaten group. Uh, it's been 25 years since they won a playoff game. They were screwed Isn't by, that a for- better than- by a forward lateral. Uh, that was a forward lateral. It was a forward lateral. It was a forward lateral forward all lateral. day. I watched the sports science on it. Don't make me get out the whiteboard because I will draw it. And I didn't need to watch sports science. I I've never seen it. I didn't see it live, but I saw. I, oh, I, I saw it live. I almost had a stroke. Yeah, but that didn't ha- that didn't happen. It just didn't happen. No, it was not. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. In the Colts, play. that was 100% a fumble. That game was over. They gave him another down. And if Frank Wright, who did lead the greatest comeback in playoff history, didn't uh, have a, a brain aneurysm in the game and keep Phillip Rivers, who can throw the ball uh, 13 yards for a Hail Mary in the game, uh, I had I was positive that they were going to lose that game. I mean, call me crazy, but Brissett has a cannon. I don't. Why would you have Philip Rivers in to throw a hail mary when he can't get the ball to the end zone? Even if they would have caught that ball, they would have had to break it tackles to get in the end zone. He threw it to like the fifteen yard line. I don't get it. Like when I saw it, I said, "Okay, there's." I thought they were trying to run like a hook and ladder. That's what I thought. Why would you? It doesn't even like seriously. Philip Rivers is is as old as us. He, he he's old. He can't throw the ball. It's, it's ridiculous. Did you? You know what they? You know what they thought though. Field goal. Should they have gone for a field goal? It was too far for a field goal. They should have went for a field goal when they went for it on fourth down and threw a horrible fade, and then the Bills ran ninety six yards for a touchdown. Frank Wright thought, "Hail Mary." Philip is such a man of God that he doesn't even cover his dick. So Frank just played the Jesus card. Yeah, it almost worked. I mean, even if they caught the. Frank said, maybe Philip will pray, have another child tonight, and this ball will magically get an extra 15 yards of boost from the heavens. I've, I've just never seen a Hail Mary that even if they would have caught it, uh, they would have been field goal. <laughs> Imagine them catching it, getting up and celebrating, and realizing they're at the 15. Yeah. Can't even kick a field goal. <laughs> 45 yarder from here. So, yeah, it was a good game, though. I'm, I'm really worried about the Ravens, though. I think the season uh, is over, but. Um, you do see. I think it's going to be a great game. 
It might be I a great game. Be a really good football game. I still think uh, Josh Allen, for all he's done this year, he still does not know when a play is over, and it helps a lot. Like I, I, on the ninety-six yard drive when he's scrambling and, and throwing darts, but with that sack fumble, that thank God they recovered. He's just gotta. You gotta throw that away, or you gotta get down. You can't. You can't do that. You can't do that in the playoffs. So it should be good. It should be interesting. It's obviously really early, but are are far comparisons coming out with him? Because I feel he's like just an an extra athletic farb with not letting shit die. And yes, he's going to make the big mistake, but he's just like a gunslinger. Um, I mean, yeah, this is really his first good year. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, and but it was mostly because he ran a lot. This is the first year that he's been, you know. The pocket passer and, and completed over. I don't think he completed over fifty percent of his passes last year. So this year he's at like sixty something. So yeah, definitely should so be thinking, MVP of the league. You're thinking him and Lamar is going to be a lot of QB running then? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. They ran him a lot more when uh, when Moss got hurt. So they don't have a lot of faith in Singletary. I don't know why. I got to get on. What do you? Uh, I got to get on the message boards. What did you guys think about last night's? Um, I don't even want to call it a game. Last night's meeting of two teams for a Crystal Trophy. I think that that Deontay Smith might be the greatest uh, receiver that ever stepped foot on a field, and I feel horrible that he got hurt in that game. And I hope it doesn't affect his draft status or anything because he was amazing. Yesterday, it was that first half set football playoff records, <laughs> and he only played the first half. And it's not—it's not like they were playing Eastern. No, like every Ohio State DB will be in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. So, do you recall like six months ago, or maybe more, when they were debating not playing the college football season? Yep. Yep. Should they just? not play the season, just giving them the trophy. They've been in Alabama. So, I should really... Should we that next year, too? Like, <laughs> should we not play the season? Like, everyone says, oh, every week's so important, but yet it seems to be always the same teams, and Alabama's probably going to win it again. Yeah, I mean, if I bet right now Alabama, without knowing who their wide receivers are, who their quarterback is, who their running back is, about half their defense is going to go to the pros... Um, they're probably still the odds-on favorite to win the national championship next year, and it hurts they were me. Plus, they, they were plus two thirty yesterday with graduate with losing like sixteen guys. Am I the only one too? By the way, um, when you see an over/under at what was it seventy four, seventy five, something like that? Yep, and it hit by one. Yeah, I was all in on the under. I thought there's you know Vegas is trying to set us up. There's no way this game can be. 40 to 30 like that that's not it's not going to happen and it halfway through the game i'm like shit's gonna be the over well what's funny is they didn't even score in the fourth quarter there was that one touchdown to start the fourth and that was it yeah that game was never in doubt it was really really fun to watch i hate saban because he left uh michigan state in the middle of the night but um he's you know still great does this make you happy High potential of snow for Buffalo on Saturday? Uh, I think it helps the Bills, yeah. What if it's just one of these crazy 
like foot of snow games. Advantage it could, Bills. It could be. The Ravens really, they run the ball a lot, though. It, it would hopefully take away some of the read option shit that they do and slow down Lamar because he is fast. He's, that run that run the other day was probably one of the best quarterback sneaks I've ever seen. That run the other day was one of the best runs I've ever seen. <laughs> it was just when you're fast enough to outrun people. NFL have, quarterbacks. NFL quarterbacks with the angle on him could not catch him. <laughs> like that's it's insane how fast he has to be to to be able to do that. Like it's it's crazy. How the f- I just didn't see him being able to do that in the pros. I mean, he did it in Louisville, but he was doing it. It didn't, you know, he was playing against boys. Now he's doing it. He's making grown men look like boys. It's crazy. I think part of it is something that we've never witnessed in our life as Detroit fans is unbelievable coaching and a great system. Like they, they found a way to make it work, but they haven't tried to change him. They haven't tried to like put a round peg in a square hole. No, they're basically like, running a college offense. Yeah, and it won't last long. I mean, I, and I'm not saying that as a knock on him, but you can only do this for so long in the NFL, but it's going to be a fun ride for them while he can. Well, if he loses two steps, it's over. Yeah, he's done. He's, like, he's, he's, gonna, he's RG3. Right. It's not going to be a 60-yard touchdown. It's going to be an eight-yard run. Yeah. It's, he's just so fast. Um, if he learns how to throw the ball, he'd be Patrick Mahomes, I guess, but, um, just faster, but he like his arm is just awful. The first pick he threw, I described it to a friend as me throwing a pass in a parking lot to someone else before a game. It looked like a punt almost like it was <laughs> looked like a Philip Rivers Hail Mary. Now, now to get back to golf because we are a golf podcast right. and a woodworking podcast, which mm. we haven't talked about woodworking yet. Yeah, we talked about politics and uh, football. <laughs> I so was, I was building a shooting board today. How awesome was it to have a NFL playoff football both days all day, but to turn on golf at four thirty in the afternoon and let it run till ten o'clock at night? It was great. Can they just play in all the time? I wish they would. Um, Speaking of golf and NFL playoffs, and we didn't talk about this pre-show, and I had it written in my notes, and I forgot to bring it up to you guys. Did either of you watch the Nickelodeon thing that, that the NFL did? I did. But I saw some like pictures of it. I thought it was really interesting. I thought they did a phenomenal job making the game relatable to kids. Yeah, they had people explaining the rules. They had, you know, SpongeBob. Wait, I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with yeah. this. SpongeBob through the uprights. They had all things to get kids interested in the game. They're the most popular. Did, did SpongeBob mumble faggot after missing a field goal? <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to that too. But the the fact that they're the most popular game in the country and they're still doing things to outreach to children to make sure they have the next generation lined up is, is kudos to them. And shame on the PGA Tour for – Again, for the Tiger and Charlie Woods thing, it should have been simulcast on Nickelodeon with somebody explaining the rules and having cool shit happening to keep kids interested and get kids to want to play golf. I can't believe that the sport that doesn't need to grow right now is doing it, and the sport that 
desperately, desperately needs to grow is so stuck in their old man mentality that they can't figure out a way to do that. Because they were explaining rules. They were, they just, everything about it was great. was absolutely Nate, great. Nate Burleson was really good. Yeah. Like, he was funny. But like you said, he, he must have young kids because he related everything so well. That guy, what was it? It's Iron Eagle's uh, son, I think, was the play-by-play guy or the the main guy. He was really good. Yep. They had the people, they weren't dressed in suits and shit. Like, it was normal, talk to kids, get kids interested. And it was all over social media. And it was, I mean, I watched I watched it for a while just because it was cool. They scored a touchdown. Everybody got slimed. I do have to say Sean Payton, though, just went down a rung because he got slimed after the game and he was wearing a sweet pair of 11s. You got to take that shit off. Did they get ruined? He got slime all over the 11s. Did he borrow from Mike Thomas? I don't know. So if golf, if the Charlie Woods father's son was on Nickelodeon, who would you want to be the announcer? Johnny Miller to tell all the kids how Charlie's choking? <laughs> no, I think you have to do it like they did. You have to have people that can relate to kids. Um, Phil? Yeah. Phil could be funny and relate to kids. I mean, I th- would Phil's jokes be a little too adult, though? Well, I or think he could tame it down. Out. I mean, he's not going to tell Uncle Pat dick jokes. He's going to tell. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of which, back to football, just for this one second, Romo dropped a legit just the tip during a fucking playoff game. I heard it. I heard it. And I couldn't tell if it was him or Nance laughing like a schoolgirl. But was someone him. was it laughing in the right background like a schoolgirl. He didn't even realize it happened. Okay, so back, so back to golf blowing it with that. Because they 100% did. You were, you were spot on when you nailed the, they should have used Charlie to get the kids. And now when they do it, though, because now they're going to do it next year. And they won't do it as well. It'll feel canned, too. It'll feel like, oh, they did it because someone else did it. Right. Like it was an unbelievable opportunity for them to seize a moment they missed. To seize a moment and to be um, like a trendsetter and to be something that they're never, ever uh, thought of as. And they still won't be because they didn't do it. And I don't even, they probably won't even do it next year. They just, they'll keep doing the same shit. Um, And they better hope Tiger plays at least 50 because when he's done, the ratings are going to go down. And I think golf's in a lot of trouble. And it makes me sad because it's my favorite, it's my favorite thing to watch on TV. Um, And I love it. And it's just, they're not, they're not smart marketing. I, I think this year too, they had, because I would say, in our lifetime, this had to be the most new people to ever pick up golf because you had nothing else you were allowed to do. Yeah. And like just amongst our friend group, we've had various people either begin golfing or become more serious about golfing, strictly due to everything going on in the world right now. So they've basically got the balls in terms of growing the game, and they continue to kind of fuck the pooch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not... Golf is not... Um... It's not great at like reaching out to people or being a welcoming sport. And that goes to like we talked about it when we were on the forums. The golf forum people are mean. Like the, we're not good ambassadors of the game. We're not, we don't we're not patient with people. We don't like want it to be fun for you. We don't do anything other than the normal 
game. You play the game. You tuck in your shirt. You wear a collared shirt. You follow all the rules. Um, and it's just. See, I, think, I, I think me and you are good for the game. I think our generation of club member people are actually good for the game. I think it's the people above us that aren't. Yeah, but there's way more of them than there are of us. Yeah, that's true. Evan, have you have you seen it down there at the club? Have you seen an uptick in casual golfer rounds? Not really. It's still Naples, Florida, South Florida. It's older, okay. richer. So it's still just old, rich white people. Pretty much, yeah. Which leads us to the Tiger Woods documentary. Now you about guys, old, rich, it's about old, rich white people. No, but they definitely talk about Tiger being black and um how he how the how black people got really mad at him when he came out as you know asian and indian and all the what was he say he was calib- calibration or something and uh Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more how people felt let down by him and stuff. And But going back to being hypocritical, aren't they pushing for him to be have pride in what he is, and he did, but it wasn't what they wanted him to say? Yeah, but the, the clips that they showed like of people talking were he never didn't get to play a golf course because he was Taiwanese or, you know. And then Bryant Gumbel said, yeah, I guess he has mixed race uh, grandchildren. But he tell they're just black because that's how America will see them, and it's like no, that's how you see them. I don't know how you like that's your prejudice. They don't don't put that on me. Don't tell me how what, I'm going to see somebody. What did, Dave, what did Chappelle say about Brian Gumble? I don't remember. remember the one and the one Chappelle show was Brian Gumble is the whitest man on the face of the earth. <laughs> but that's I, that, I think I think it was during the race draft. I think Brian Gumble <laughs> went last in the race draft. That kind of shit drives me crazy. Like when somebody feels a certain way and they try to put the way they feel on me, it's like, no, I don't, I don't feel that way. I, I don't, I don't know. I, it's like, I know you're not, you're supposed to say that you don't care or you're not supposed to say that you don't care about race anymore because now you're supposed to see race and respect the differences between the two of you. I just like people or I don't like people. Is my whole thing. Right, right, you're, right, you're either a dick or you're not a dick. Exactly. That's like two classifications of people, dicks and not dicks. Some dicks I like, some I don't. You like big ones. Yeah, I do. Big. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, so 
the documentary, which neither of you guys watched, and part of it's my fault because I cannot figure out what my HBO Max password is to... Uh, or part of it's our fault for trying to work the system. Yeah, I mean, you could have got a free month, I think. <laughs> um, it's definitely worth watching. It's It's very good. It's kind of like um, the people that are talking in it. Who's listening to bagpipes? Definitely Evan. <laughs> the people that are talking in it. I it's don't Scottish kill golf porn. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, like the one guy, I forget his name, but it just says Woods family friend. And it's like, I don't think he really is a Woods family friend. Like if he was, he's not anymore. I would say that everyone in the documentary um, hasn't had interaction with Tiger since he was in high school. Like, they had his kindergarten teacher on it, which is cool, but she said that Tiger told her to ask his dad if he could play other sports. Like, that might have happened. I don't know if it did, but... Tiger probably asked her, should I eat my boogers or not? Like, well, in kindergarten, you don't think about that. There's one part where he's doing an interview, Tiger, and he's little, and they're asking him if he likes golf, and he says, I have to go poopy. <laughs> <laughs> it was very see, like, funny. That's, that's what I want to see. But um, so what, I think it's fair to say that this documentary is like never before seen footage. It's not like the same major wins that we've already seen a million times. No, it's definitely not. Like the the first part, um, is pretty much all the way up to it ends with what's Rachel U U Tef? What? How do you say? I don't yeah. Know. And she, I don't know. they're like, she says, "And what do you want me to talk about?" And that's how it ended to get ready for the next one. So that's, and she looks awful, awful. She used to be hot. I, I know that was 20 years ago, but um, she looks like she got hit with so a did truck. You, so did you, my friend. Yeah. She looks like she got hit by a truck. Like she's got so much collagen and shit shot into her face. She just looks awful, awful. But uh, Stevie Williams is in it. He does a good job. And they basically, the first one is, is mostly about him and Earl's relationship. And we talked last week uh, when Earl was on the show um, about Tiger Woods and, and that speech that that Earl gave. And I found out where the speech was from and... Um, well, hang on. Before, before we go to the speech, I think we should give the listeners a special thing that we had lined up. So um, I don't know if, how happy everyone's going to be about this, but it was a really good job on your part um, searching and finding Earl Jr.'s phone number so he could come back on the show today. Um, it was really good that that you let the people know how you felt about it. Um but are you ready to queue up their Earl Jr. interview to see the, so, how he felt about the show? Can I say in full transparency that uh, I may have called 15 people today with the name Earl Woods? And we just happened to get lucky on one of them. We got lucky on one of them, yeah. So go ahead and uh, go ahead and roll the tape. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pat from the Bogey Golf Podcast. Could not be happier to have uh, Earl Woods Jr. joining us today to uh, talk about the documentary from last night. He better, not, uh, he better not need no bone marrow. He ain't getting no bone marrow from me. Earl, why do you sound 
Why are you coming out of the shoot so aggressive tonight? Two-hour documentary. Not one thing about me. Nobody talks about Earl. No Earl Jr. Nobody care about Earl Jr. Earl Jr. Deal with, 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 with my father when he was, wasn't the man he was when he raised Tiger. Wasn't Earl, a patient he, man with me. He used to beat me. But why? Did, you, did he try to get you to play golf? He said I was never the son that he wanted. Wasn't allowed oh, to play a, golf. Wouldn't let, me, wouldn't let me touch a club. He had clubs. I walked by him one time, hit me with it. So what did, what did he push you to do? Obviously, Earl Sr. was a very competitive man. That's all he pushed me to do. Get the hell out. That's all he kept saying to me is, I wish you would move. I said, Dad, I'm four. Where do you want me to go? So I'm going back to Vietnam. That's what my dad used to say. I like that better than I like you. And I really like white women. That's what my dad always said. Find me a nice white woman or a, a, a Taiwanese. Earl Senior liked the Taiwanese. Now we're going into the second episode, Earl. I'm getting choked up here. I, I just feel so bad about your childhood. Um, Nobody even asked that- Earl Jr. for a quote. Got the old well, Bobcat sitting here. Nobody want to talk to the Bobcat. Well, yet. I mean, I think all of the listeners out here are really hoping that you make an appearance next week. So you're saying that, I, mean, I guess we should let them down now. There's going to be no Earl Jr. next week? There ain't no Earl Jr. in this. Nobody care about Earl Jr. What about Kevin Nobody. Dale? Oh, Kevin Dale. Kevin Dale's on bad time now. Kevin Dale's just some bad times. Blind now. He's having a hard time. Tiger Woods ain't helping nobody. That was a little mammy. That one that's getting a little racist now. I got <laughs> Well, Earl Jr., we, we we really appreciate you joining us this week. Um if you could go online and give us one of those five star reviews. Oh, subscribe. Earl Jr. like you. Earl Jr. give you a five star. And Earl Jr. always talk in a third person. All right, Earl Jr. Earl well, thank Jr. You for joining loved us. the we appreciate your time. podcast. And Ooh. be well, my friend. All right, that was awful. I'm, I, I, I don't know why Earl talks like that. Um, I don't even think he's from the South, and he's definitely not from the 1920s. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Somehow Earl Jr. Started, sounded like a Saturday Night Live sketch person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Earl had, Earl had a good time, though. That's what he's told me that several times, and that's an exact quote. Earl had a good time. So... Um, All right, so, so so back to Earl Senior's speech. Yeah, so this speech was from, damn it. I got Did Earl s- Jr. lose it? No, I just got so many uh, different things up about this uh, damn thing that I don't remember what one was the one about Tiger Woods. Uh, this is quality, 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 quality airtime right now yeah. for the listeners out there. Um, well, you guys Evan can fucking say something. Evan Vamp, will I find this article? <laughs> I don't have anything right now. I'm just thinking of stuff. That I'm <laughs> the robot is out of ideas. I'm glad, the robot I'm glad you joined the show. You really, you really bring a junior lot. interview. You really bring a lot to the show, Evan. Thank you. Let's give Don't a quick. We, can we give a quick golf tip? Tip. Give the whole thing. 
<laughs> Romo likes it. Oh, here we go. So, all right, you go to this because I do have a question from one of the listeners later for Evan. Okay. So this is from, uh, I think his name's Greg Smith. It's from 1996. He wrote an article because he saw this speech live that Earl gives at the beginning. Could you imagine how, how blowing your mind would be at this point? Do you think if in '97, when this guy's up there talking about, did somebody finally ask you about it? Yeah, no, I mean, like if you're in person in 1997 or in '95 and you're watching this man talk about his son like this, the all I could think about when I was watching this is his three other kids and how like I have two kids. I could never stand up and say how one of them was my gift to the world. And not- yeah, I, I don't know. We go back about six months and you might've been given a different speech. <laughs> That's true. No, cause they're both assholes. I would never say one of them's a gift to the world. Um, like how you can say these things about a kid, like just, so he said, you know, please forgive me, but sometimes I get very emotional when I talk about my son. My heart fills with so much joy. Is this my dad or Earl? Yes, <laughs> Earl. Uh, when I realize that this young man is going to be able to help so many people, he will transcend the game and bring the world a humanitarianism which has never been seen before. The world would be a better place to live in by virtue of his existence and his presence. I acknowledge only a small part in that because Earl had to take a little bit of credit. Um, and that I know what I was personally, that I was personally selected by God himself to nurture this young man, to bring him to the point where he can make his contributions to humanity. This is my treasure. Please accept it and use it wisely. Thank you. Like that is not a normal thing for a father to say about a son. Like that's a, uh, that's a lot to put on someone. That's how you create Tiger Woods, though, right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's how you create a sociopath. I mean, well, think about it. So it's gone bad with Todd Marinovich. It went good with Tiger Woods. We'll see how the ball kids work out. It only went good with Tiger Woods because... He was successful, right? Like, you don't know that he's a well-adjusted, good person. True that. So, I don't know. Like, it's just like, so this was at um, a banquet. I forget the name of it, but it's like the Heisman of golf, basically. For amateur golf? Yeah, for the Heisman. Or for college golf. For college golf. So, Tiger won that award. And apparently, when Tiger won this thing, he didn't stay for the dinner or he left or something. It was like a big, big hubbub. Like it was a Buick thing. It must've been before he was sponsored by Buick. Yeah. It was probably before he was sponsored by anyone. And he, he left and, and didn't stay for the dinner and apparently pissed a bunch of people off. But um, yeah, like I don't know. It's just, it's a weird thing. Like, I can't imagine anyone getting up and, like, this sounds like if you read the gospel in, you know, at church, that's what this shit sounds like that they said about Jesus. Like, this is just a man that you can't, I, that's a lot to, that you're going to change 
humanity, your humanitarianism is going to change the world. So do you think? What do you think God, Earl would say about the fact that his humanitarianism isn't even paying for his brother who has multiple sclerosis and is blind to have some care? So do you think if God could give a speech about his son Jesus, would it be similar to this? I don't know. I don't know if you could talk probably, about anybody. Far more humble. A little more <laughs> humble. I don't know. I mean, I have so many awful jokes to make right now, and I'm not going to. So there's another article here that says, uh, um, this is from, this is on CNN. Must be true. Yeah. Fake news. Um, he's not going to like this shit at all. Documentary shines new light on Tiger Woods life. Tiger Woods always wanted us to believe that he was just like the rest of us. We're all the same. We're all human. Woods told CNN sports in 2006, and yet in the same breath, he understood just how different he really was. Asked in the same interview where he would like to go in the world or where he could go in the world and not be recognized, he said, underwater. That's why I like diving. And his, they had his high school girlfriend in the documentary, and she mentioned that he said that a lot, that the only place he could go and not be seen was uh, underwater because the fish don't know who he is. Um. The world's most famous golfer, one of the most iconic athletes of our lifetime, has never been comfortable with fame. He endured almost total lack of privacy when he was young. Also, <laughs> I read this thing. Earl had Tiger. He would prep him for interviews. So he'd ask him, like, where you where he was from. And Tiger would answer. You know, he was born wherever on whatever his birthday is. And Earl would like stop him. No, that's too much. Only answer the question. Like if he was getting deposed or something. Like so, he would like totally. This is from when he was like eleven. He's drilling him with like how to answer questions for the media. Like Earl is basically Joe Jackson, but we don't know that he beat Tiger yet. But he I was had, saying, he did, had did we get into him beating Tiger? He had to have. They didn't mention it, but there's. You have kids. I have kids. You can't like. You can't make a kid a robot like that without, I don't know. Evan, how so did you're your saying, dad teach you're you? You're saying Evan was beaten? Uh, so, well, how did your dad teach you how to play golf, Evan? I mean, I don't know. I just put a golf club in my hand and I just swung it. I don't know. Pretty basic. I never had to practice media obligations, so. though. Well, that's why you that's only made what... it to the McKenzie Tour. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd do an okay job when doing interviews, though. I just answer honestly and just talk to them. Yeah, no that's not what you do. Um, Maybe I give out too much information, though. You probably do. Yeah. So. I mean, be, be, so like you said, we, we have children. And like, so I don't put, I mean, I put some pressure on my kids, but not a lot. But I mean, I have a 14 year old daughter who at Disney World, I told her I was going to punch her in the face, and I kind of meant it. Yeah, if so it's socially if acceptable, Earl, I would have punched my kids in the face Jesus, times. And baby Jesus fails you, Earl definitely pounded on him. He had to have, right? You can't have that kind of... You can't have that... He just had to have. There had to be a time where... 
where Tiger missed a putt or something, and Earl just punched him right in the throat. Plus, what else I learned about this documentary is Earl... And then, and then don't you picture Tiger's mom being like a secret ninja, and she just starts whooping Earl's ass for beating on Tiger? Well, you always thought that Tiger's mom was like the sweet uh, background person, but she... There's videos of her talking about taking Tiger to the golf course and uh, giving him a bottle, and he would play golf and then drink the bottle and then go to sleep. Like, she was taking him when Earl wasn't. So she wasn't just, like, not part of it. She was definitely part of creating this machine. And they had a part in in the thing where they were talking about Tiger's mom and when he was playing Phil in the final round of the Masters to win the slam, um, apparently she, because he was called, you know, Phil's nickname is the lefty, she would call him hefty because he was fat back then. So his mom would, like, talk trash to about <laughs> about Phil. Like, just, because I guess Tiger, maybe, like. Maybe that's why Phil lost weight, because Tiger's mom fucking bullied him. Fat chained him. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, Tiger you know, back then did not like Phil. It wasn't like it is now where they, you know, were our friends now, I guess, or whatever, but you know, he didn't, he didn't like him. So it was like, sure, they do friendly events to make tens of millions of dollars for each other. Right. And Steve Williams even said it like for tiger, it wasn't enough to like beat someone. He had to like destroy them. He had to do what he did to Sergio. Like he had to, just beat him to an oblivion and, and make and humiliate him almost. You mean like he did to the whole golf world at the U S open in 2000. Yeah. That's, there's a lot of that in the, in the documentary too, where they say how it's like probably the best golf that's ever been played. Um, so are you, are, are you recommending it for the listeners who haven't watched? Cause the, the media reviews have been mixed. The pro Tiger people have been just bashing it, saying it's pure trash. Other people have said it's pretty good. So I mean, you're in general, you're you're non-biased. Obviously, you're a Tiger fan, but you're pretty fair with your opinions. So, would you recommend someone watch this, or would you say don't waste your time? No, I would say definitely watch. It's it's good watching. It's not like riveting um, television or anything. It's it's. It's good. If you like Tiger, you'll like it. I don't know that... I don't feel like I learned anything. I I think that everyone in this thing probably was paid, and I just don't know how his girlfriend from high school talking about how he would dance at her house and shit. Like, I don't... He was a teenager. That's what teenagers do. I, I don't... I think they were trying to show, like, the pressure that Earl put on him and how he just wanted to be normal or something, but I don't think he did. I don't think he could have, right? Like he had to want it too. He had to have. And I don't know how Tiger has this, like we talked about last week, where how he thinks he's not the most talented. I don't know how he can feel that way when, since he's been two, Earl has said that he's the most talented person to ever play golf that he is going to change the game like how can you that's the part that I, I don't understand how can you be raised like that and then still have that hunger and not believe that you're great and work that hard to be great 
It's crazy. Like, you would think that if you tell your kids they're great all the time, they usually end up not being great. Right, you're normally creating an asshole. Right, not a not a machine. And I think there's something to be said here about about what Earl did. I don't know that. Um, I don't know that I would do this to my kid, but mostly because I don't think that I'm dedicated enough like Earl was to put that much time in. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work to invest into something. Like, didn't you have a hobby? What What did Earl do for a living? Does it tell us that? He was in the Army. He was a Green Beret. That was his career? So, he, yeah, so he was once a, Tiger came around, he was retired? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. So retired military was his Because he was in Vietnam, so I'm thinking that... When was Tiger born? Like late 70s? Yeah. Yeah, so I... Yeah, he, had, he was probably retired. Okay. And Earl was a legit badass. Green Beret, like... Went behind enemy lines with C4 and shit to blow stuff up. Banging bitches in Winnebago's after giving them uh, golf lessons. Like, Earl was a bad man. Now, that was a part I've heard discussed by others. Does that part seem dark about Earl banging chicks in Winnebago's? Like, was that awkward, or how was that part of this? Well, so his Tiger's golf coach from whatever club it was was there, and he was saying how him and him and Earl were both unfaithful in their marriages and how, um, you know, they don't, he did, they didn't set a good example for him. And like the golf coach like cried and, you know, he said he was sorry for Tiger, like if Tiger's going to watch it. And also he didn't mean it, you know, he was just trying to look like he cared is how I felt. Like if you cared about Tiger, you wouldn't go on TV talking about that shit and, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. You would have texted him at some point and said that you were sorry about it or something, assuming if you could contact him. So, I don't Give him his address. (laughs) That's the part that I just don't I don't know. I don't know how much faith to put in what these people are saying and I don't know. Now you said a good part there if he doesn't watch it. Like I mean, we're all he's he says he's a human being. We're all human beings. My kids watch shit they're not supposed to watch on TV. Like, how the hell is Charlie not going to pull this up on Netflix and watch a documentary about his dad? Well, I, I feel like his kids are going to see it. They ha- how, how can they, are, how they not? not going to? How can they not? They're not with him all the time. Like, 
Sam is a teenager, right? And you're telling me if you know if you're in fifth grade with Charlie Woods, you're not going to watch it and start texting him and telling him what a dick his dad was? But Tiger doesn't come off as a dick yet. I think the next one, because the next one is going to start with his affairs and stuff, and that part I'm least excited to hear about because I feel like, is there anything else we can learn from that, really? When it happened, it was the talk of every channel for all day. It was like the OJ case. There's no way. Like, this Rachel can't say anything that she hasn't already said. She sold her story like 50 times. I, you know, what I, more? I, I know it sounds bad and maybe I'm an asshole, but I don't see why it's that big of a deal. It's like, not. I'm not like I'm not like saying adultery's fine, but I'm gonna go with ninety percent of all athletes cheat on their wives and do what he did, but they're just not as famous as he was. I would agree, and also it's between him and her. It, he didn't break any laws. He didn't rape anybody. He didn't. All he did was apparently banged like, a bunch of chicks. Yeah, he let people down, but I don't know why he let people down. It didn't affect his golf, like. I guess if you're looking at him as like a role model or I don't know. I agree that when it comes to the scandal, there's probably nothing more that nobody knows like the full truth thing still to this day. So it's like everything you hear is probably going to be already said and it's probably more hearsay, right? I mean, the only thing I'd want to know is if like Elon came out and was like, yeah, I tried to break his fucking face with a nine iron. That's it. But she's not in it. But like, like other than that. I don't They're care. like sworn to secrecy, though, I think, through like contractual obligation. Like, no one's allowed to talk about that. Right. So no one's ever going to know. So it's just like... I don't know. It's just weird. And they say, like, that Earl taught him how to hypnotize himself to tune out extraneous noise um well if he did it works i mean whatever they're saying earl taught him works <laughs> yeah some of the stuff i think it's over exaggerated i've never seen this documentary but just stories get over exaggerated it's just come on just i don't maybe it's true i guess because he's so good but it just seems like it's not even possible but then you got stevie williams smashing people's cameras because tiger can't hit a shot with the camera going off in the background so like then why wasn't he hypnotizing himself there yeah but then it'll, they'll tell you like that was just for show to assert dominance like we can tell the media to f off too not just the competition like we're bigger than even everybody not just the golfers or the game of golf that's like what that's what would be said because they were that's partly true Tiger is still the biggest thing in, in golf. He might be, I don't know. I mean, when he won the Masters, it was the greatest thing ever. Like, I don't know. And that's another thing. I feel like I feel bad for Tiger. Like, we got to draw up all this old shit because he overcame it. And, like, why when somebody does something bad and then later does something good again, do we have to talk about the bad again? I don't understand. So you think when, when Trump makes his rally back that they're going to make a documentary about the bad times and not focus on him opening new universities and state clubs and 
Something like that. Did you <laughs> New University, yeah. Trump University, that went over well. Um, <laughs> you His new them? social media platform just called Trump. If you want to uh, play golf, his one the course is uh, is available on a certain weekend now. So you, you were, it was something that got you a little fiery. Why do you care? So I, I personally don't care about about. I don't care. I don't care that golf's distancing themselves from him. I think it's hypocritical. That's, I will agree with you. That's there. all I it care about. Typical, is that it's hypocritical shit. So it's a hundred percent hypocritical. Is he more of an asshole today than he was a year ago, or ten years ago? Or, exactly. No. I'm sorry. Didn't he say grabbing women by the pussy like? And they were going to have a PGA Tour event there, but now people riot because of him, even though it really wasn't because of him, because I heard his speech and it was boring and stupid and it definitely didn't incite anybody to do anything except possibly fall asleep. Um, I. <sighs> so, but here's the thing I'll say is, does anyone care that like they're not playing Trump Bedminster? Like I you could give a fuck. Be I care, I I care, I care because of Everything. the hypocrisy, not because I care what course they play at, because if it was good enough to play at last week, Tuesday, I don't understand how what happened on Wednesday can can stop you from playing there now. But see, like when I heard like the RNA wasn't going to Trump Turnberry, like at least for the near future, I was like more disappointed because I was like, wait, Turnberry, that's where Tom Watson almost won the British Open at like 60 years old. They have opens there a lot. That's like an iconic venue. That was my thought. But Trump turn or Trump Bedminster, I was like, I've never even seen that course. I don't even know anything about it. Like, I don't care about like it being gone. I, I, it's never been there. No. As soon as I, again, as soon the as only reason I came care, out, I was trying to think, what kind of deal can I get at Durrell? The only reason I care is because it's so hypocritical, and it just. It, you, you mean it's okay to have a PGA event in Saudi Arabia? Of course. Okay. They, they only tortured and killed a journalist. Um, to be fair, that was a European tour event. That's different. You can't really say that. Okay. You're right. I agree. Well, the WWF does shows in Saudi Arabia a couple times a year, and they're a publicly traded company, and I don't see the kind of backlash for that that I do for, um, for this. And it's... I only care because it, it's hypocritical and because you're doing something that the people that it's it might affect Trump's ego a little bit that they're not playing it there, but it's only affecting the people that fucking work there. That's and and why are they being punished? Because Trump's name is on it. And that whole city well, now is not gonna have an event that would have brought in tons of money because what? Because a guy was an asshole? And he was an asshole before you said he could be there? Well, allegedly the members are trying to buy the club back from him instantly now. The members are trying to force him out. Yeah, good luck with that. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Where would you like to see it go? Is there any venue that pops to mind? Is there a place in Michigan that might be ready for a PGA? There's a place that I could probably hit a nine iron to right now that would looks pretty ready for one. Yeah, that was my first thought. I mean, they've been they Are, did a they did a full redesign 
to get back in the rotation. Yeah, for this exact purpose, right? No, the only thing is with them, is a PGA beneath them? Wow. I'm being honest. Like I'm not saying to be an asshole. But it'll, be that, right. it'll be right, though. It's definitely the fourth of the four majors. Are they going to say, like, no, we didn't redo this for the PGA. We want the 2047 U.S. Open? <laughs> I would say, oh, it's in May, so maybe they're... Uh... They might not be ready, but I think they have sub-air systems in the green. So it's like they could probably just melt snow if they had to. They definitely got the sub-airs, and that's for sure. That was one of the things that drove the cost, like, through the roof on it. Yeah, that's like $100,000 a hole or something. And for our listeners who haven't figured it out, we're talking Oakland Hills. I don't know. I, I think it's a good opportunity. If you're going to do this, like, take it somewhere cool and unique that isn't part of the same... I don't want to use the word tired rotation, but the same rotation that we're always used to seeing. I will say, though, for like a major to open up like that, that's pretty rare. I feel like all the majors are probably booked through like 2030. I, th- I believe they are, because I think that's one of the issues Oakland Hills was having, was, hey, we did this. Well, yeah, maybe 2030 you can get one. A super unique opportunity for somebody to sneak in there. But you'd have to think of the announcement would be coming soon, right? They already have somebody, I'm sure. You think they got like a short list? They have, you think they have somebody they for just... sure. I mean, do they just say, hey, Pebble, we haven't had a PGA there. Let's have it. I mean, is that just like the go-to? Yeah, everybody always wants to go to Pebble. West Coast, primetime golf. Maybe they should go to Hawaii. There They're go. at Hawaii this year. For PGA? I thought, yeah, the 103rd PGA Championship is at Kauai. Oh, my God. Evan? Yeah. Do you or do you or me want to get him? Yeah, go ahead, you do it. You're going there. Where's it at? Kauai. Yeah, <laughs> Kauai, Kauai, South Carolina. Yeah, it's right. It's uh, wait, let's ask Mark Rolfing. It must oh, be like oh shit, a, you're right. Mr. Yeah, sorry. Looks Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah, yeah Kauai. The, it's a uh, it's it's in very far east Hawaii. <laughs> it's on an island. It. Yeah, that's true, right? I can see it. From yeah, the it, it is an island. I just saw Island Golf Resort, and yeah. Shit, Pat's going I, to Hawaii. I, I think you should be excited for uh, for primetime golf from the eastern from the East Coast time zone. <laughs> it's it's Kiowa Island. Whatever, nobody cares. <laughs> and Evan, the the U.S. Open is booked through twenty twenty seven. The U.S. 20- Open is booked Evan, oh. through twenty thirty, or the PGA Championships booked through twenty thirty four. So that's what I'm talking about. There's not. I mean. I guess 2027 is only six years away, right? But no, you think it's a great opportunity to slide right in. But I think Pat's right, though. I think the PJ is uh, not what they're looking for. Isn't that crazy, though, to be that much of a bastard to say, yeah, that's sorry. Oh, you want to give us a PJ? No, we're just going to wait. <laughs> they have it at Beth Page, or is that too tough? They just had it there. Oh, they, yeah, that's right. I think I think you take it somewhere new. They could give it back to Harding Park. I mean, they didn't get to have fans. That's a possibility. I like that course too. So it's in. What about TPC Scottsdale? Well, the problem is, well, if COVID's got to be gone by then, I think it'll be gone by then. You could get like 
250,000 people for a major. That'd be pretty sweet. What if they have it at, uh, what's the one that uh, PXG guy built? Scottsdale National, I think it is. That would be a badass place to have it. Not as bad, not as bad as Eastern Hawaii, though. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, yeah, I don't if know. Only, if, if only Earl Junior knew how bad you were at geography. <laughs> I'm great at math. <laughs> um. So speaking of Hawaii, though, I thought the tourney was awesome, and that 18th hole. Is everything I want in the golf finishing hole. Absolutely agree. How nice is it to watch those views in January? Well, ask your boy Mark about them. Mark definitely let us know how lucky we were to uh, yeah. to hear about those views. Tell, tell the listeners about your your obsession with Mark and his side job with the Hawaii Tour Tourism Bureau. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm actually thinking it's more of a, uh, that's his full-time job. His part-time job is commentating. You know, they just, he goes in there for free and goes, I'm just going to give you guys free advertising on your tourism industry. I got to hear all about whales and how they're endangered and boats and shipwrecks and coves and fishing for the locals and pineapple. And I'm like a Hawaii expert. I get another week this week with them. Was there an abnormal amount of whales or was that normal? Like, were they dialing up? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready whale footage or do whales just randomly just circle Hawaii all the time? I tried to claim it was live, so I don't know, though. I know they were trying to determine what the whales were doing at one point. And then I had to remember I'm watching a golf tournament, not Nat Geo. But, like, they were like, I think that one might be just playing around. And then the other one was like, no, it's he's, like, doing something, this whale. But, like, we couldn't really figure it out. And well, like, I, an acti- like an activity? Like he's doing a fucking crossword? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was some mating dance or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know what whales do. I'm not a whale expert, but Mark Rolfing was. So You were I, last or two weeks ago. <laughs> what? And she had both arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the guys like surfing into the greens? Well, how it looked like from the camera angles. <laughs> I know. It's like they just make it so. Yeah, they probably like told those surfers, hey, like go here. You know, right? Um. I thought for the first tournament of the year, I thought it was really good. In addition to the views and all that stuff, I thought it was exciting golf. I think that golf course is really fun. Like, I would really want to play that course. I just think it looks fun. Um, and like I said, to have that 
to have a, a legit eagle opportunity on 18 that can swing the tournament is just awesome to me. I, I thought it was awesome too because, you know, obviously that was a limited field. You kind of expect sometimes that those tournaments can be runaways. You know, when you don't have the, the lot playing, and it turned out, I mean, it was like a lot of guys that could have won even with like three or four holes left, it seemed like. Do you think Neiman handled the playoff wrong by just sitting there eating chips with Sergio instead of like staying warm? I'll say I think he's okay because he hit it. You know, he just hit a great drive, right? Down. It seemed like he was like nervous. So he almost like, like he almost like thinned the iron shot into the whatever that was bushes. And they like chunked a chip. I mean, it just seemed like almost just like kind of like butchered it. Because when, when they showed English, like, in the fairway on 18, or teeing off on 18, and Neiman's literally at a table eating a bag of Frito-Lays with Sergio. Did you notice he was watching the broadcast? Yes. I'm like, maybe this guy should get up and do something. Yeah, but it was funny because the announcers kept saying he should, like, do it. And I'm, like, thinking, like, if I was him watching that, and the announcers were, like, telling me to do this. I hey, fuck you. Yeah, I'm not doing it. He'd, like, purposely, like, not do it. <laughs> Well, I think you can't, like, he didn't win, so obviously it didn't work. But English hit, I mean, you think, I mean, you think Neiman was trying to put that chip to a foot, right? He knew he had to make birdie to tie. I would assume so, but that looked like a pretty easy chip. And he just duffed it, or he just hit a little fat. Really bad chip, yeah, because it looked like a pretty easy chip. Uphill live, uphill green, I mean, almost into the wind, that's... That should be like a really easy up and down for tour player. That's from that's from going with he had greasy finger from eating chips with Sergio. Yeah, could have been, or his nipples could have been covered with pineapple juice. What about the um, and LD? You might not have seen this. I thought Adidas running their two Latin guys out in fucking matching outfits, like it was their Ryder Cup, was pretty uh, Justin Thomas ish. Can we talk about that yet or no? Have we? No. We, we haven't. We, we can. And said we would get to it later. Is this, uh, you brought up a good point we were talking earlier, Pat. Is this going to kill the live mics now? I hope not. Because hearing Rob motherfuck everything is a, my favorite part of golf. I think, it, I think it is. I think that we're done now. I kind of agree with you. I can't, they can't risk that again. And I don't know how they heard him say that. You people said- have people have to ruin everything. And there's a person sitting at home on their couch listening or watching for Patrick Reed reading his snow shovel in the bunkers. There's just people at home who have to ruin everything. What do you think it costs to play around the golf there? Two fifty. No, sir. Four hundred. A little bit less. Three hundred and fifty-nine dollars. I can book us to play tomorrow. Let's go. Ten thirty a.m. What time? Ten thirty a.m. Two at the plantation course. It'd be hard to get there. Say you know raw thing, you get twenty percent off. Fire up the jet. Um, how big of a deal? Now, I mean, I think you thought it was a bigger deal than Larry and I did. How big of a deal is JT saying that? 
I think it's kind of a big deal, actually. See, personally, I think it's nothing. I think we made a big deal out of nothing. That's my personal opinion because he didn't it wasn't it wasn't directed at anybody. Exactly, it isn't it? He didn't call someone that. He just said the word. You can't say a like. I don't know. I, I think if what happened in DC didn't happen, it would have been a lot bigger of a story. Well, that's because we're that, just because we're that woke now. I, it's changed so much. Patrick Reed five years ago said the same thing, and no one really cared. So it's just it's just different now. But isn't that just because everything's over dramatized now? I mean, I mean, you probably don't say things like that yourself very often, but I've said some pretty nasty shit to myself after missing a putt. Yeah. That could be taken the wrong way by other people in my party. I mean, there's no doubt other players say maybe not something like that, but something, you know, like like you said, John Rahm, you know, is going to say that all day. They're competitive, you know, they're in the, in the, in the battle, you know, whatever you want to call it. I think it's just different how quickly things spread now. But like, does this tarnish what seems like a relatively good guy? Like, does this tarnish his image? Like, are some parents now telling their kids, like, don't be like JT, he's a bad person? No, I don't think it's going to go that far. But I think, like, for at least the time being, people are going to think of JT, and if somebody, that's going to be, like, the first thing they think of. Like, that's what he's associated with now. See, that's crazy to me. Like, when he had to address it the second time it so well the first day that she just went away. I know, but remember I ask a question? What like, I, when he addressed it the first time, it was like, what? An hour after he did it? What did he... Yeah. What could he possibly... Because it wasn't his statement was that he had learned from it. Right. What the... F- he didn't learn shit. He learned that they heard him say it. That's what he learned. Well, there's no doubt about that, but I believe that on Sunday, they made him apologize because they thought... More people are probably watching on a Sunday. We might have a little bit more media attention because of what happened. Personally, I think they kind of like set him up to like apologize. I like thought they, for sure they there, was gonna, there was going to be some rules interpretation that cost him the <laughs> tournament because <laughs> they didn't want him to win after he said it. Yeah. They, they definitely like set him up to apologize properly. I felt like Golf Channel or the tour or whoever you know, led him down that road. Like somebody kind of not wrote it for him, but said, all right, this is probably what you should say. And if you're his friend in the real world, you probably sent him a text and told him he was a faggot. <laughs> like being real world people now, 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 now we're out of like the media. So you're saying if that was me, that's what you would, you guys would do to me. A hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that you would have got that text message while you're at the podium, right? Like while you're giving it, like it would be your phone would be vibrating with like me sending you dick pictures. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> like, and I'm sure that's what all of his friends did. Like he, I don't know. I just think we're too sensitive. We're too hypocritical and too sensitive. I mean, I don't think you can argue with that point, but I think this will like last for a little bit, and I'm actually a little bit surprised. He's not getting more. I do. I like more. Like, like you said, I, I think the fact that the world was on fire like yeah. three days before probably helped him a little bit. It did. 
because it's kind of just there's too much other stuff to talk about. Yeah, but that, when you that football when you announcer got fired for saying that word. It was baseball. Baseball announcer. Yeah, he got fired. Like no, it was football. But he said it during a baseball. It was Tom Brenneman. He said it during a Reds game, but he also did football. And he had to come back on air, apologize, and then he said, like... Uh, fired in the middle of the game. Yeah, right? basically, yeah. And he knew he was going to get fired. Um, So he said... Yeah, but that guy's been gone. He's not even, like, allowed to come back, is he? No, no. Why would you have him when you could have uh, Habib Talib or whatever the hell his name is do a game? Um <laughs> What the hell's that guy's name, Pat? We're just gonna go with Abib Talib from <laughs> Kiowa, Hawaii. <laughs> There's no excuse. Thomas told the Golf Channel an on-air apology immediately after after his round at Kapalua Plantation Course in uh, South Carolina. I'm an adult. I'm a grown man. There's absolutely no reason for me to say anything like that. It's terrible. I'm extremely embarrassed. It's not the kind of person that I am. But unfortunately. I did it, and I have to own up to it, and I'm very apologetic. When you're apologizing, do you have to say you're being apologetic? When you have to overkill something that's blown out of proportion, of course you do. I deeply apologize to everybody and anybody who I offended, and I'll be better because of it, added Thomas. There is nothing that someone can say. on. He could have missed that putt. And said, Larry D is the biggest fat ass with a chode dick, um, doesn't know how to woodwork, and eats too many Cheetos, and I wouldn't have been offended. And he was saying it directly to me. Like, how can you be offended by what somebody mutters under their breath when I just, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I wish I had more feelings. I wish I knew like, I'd love to be able to be devil's advocate, but I don't understand why anybody gives a fuck what anybody else thinks. Or says or ever. Said. Yeah, I don't under. I just don't get it. I don't understand. I want to understand, Pat. I want and I want to be able to be empathetic and understand. But then I see shit and it's like, I don't care. I, 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 I don't know. Like, he, the like you is, said, there, there's... There's nothing he could have said, period. Like, he, even like talking about my children that would have offended me. Yeah. And I, underst- and I understand that I'm not a gay person. I have never been shamed, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't know. But again, I, need to go read, I need to go read some more books. He wasn't saying work. it to a, like, a person. He mumbled it to himself under his breath. I don't. I mean, this is the one thing, too, though. It's like the golf world in general, a lot of people think is like always behind. But like, I feel like they're trying to do something at least to be like, we don't want to be like this, like old school. We want to be inclusive of everybody. Which is great. But I don't think what he did, like, but then they did don't him, did, did him Did him saying that make a gay person not want to golf now? Like, where they said, hey, I really want to be a golfer, but nope, now I'm out. I mean, yeah, good point. I mean, that's what some people will try to make that argument, but I don't... Right, but is it true? Yeah, of course, it's probably not true. But then again, like, if they're trying to be so, you know, inviting of everyone, why are they not showing Charlie Woods play live on Nickelodeon? Why? I don't know. 
I don't know why you have to apologize twice. I don't know. Like, if it's that bad, then suspend him. Well, there's no doubt he was probably fined for it. Right. I'm sure he was fined for it. I'm sure Rom was fined. But also, isn't everything on a seven-second delay since Janet Jackson's nipple? Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a nice nipple. I it thought it was an awful nipple. When it's on, like, uh, cable. I thought that was only if it's on, like, the network TV. Like, like NBC, ABC, and CBS. Because every once in a while, I'll hear, like, curse words in a football game. I hear it all the time in football games now that there's no... I know, I love it. Yeah. yeah, I do too, but... They um, had to apologize on Nickelodeon. No, they didn't. Did they really? Yeah, they, they, when they were going to live mics and that, an F-bomb flew. Um, <laughs> for, for the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's showing them the real world. That's, don't shelter Don't shelter the little fuckers. Yeah. Um, You're right. Before we... Before we get lost in wrapping the show up or whatever, we, we do want to stick with the, the ask the pro question. Um, so the one I got in, Evan, it's from a listener and it says, um, LD, are you going to do the music or we just, you know, we should roll with it? No, we got to get the music, baby. Hang on. All right. I was glad it up last week and I hope everyone learned something. Yeah. And this, I, I think this one's a, a good one for most bogey golf slash mid to high handicap people. Okay. I'm sorry, can I say handicap, or do we need to change handicap to something a little more politically correct? A men and a women. Ability. Where the hell did I put this thing? I think you that's, need what, to that's what Crystal is. <laughs> I think you need to say ability. Middle ability and below average ability. So now when we walk up to the first THB, what's your ability? Yeah. I'm usually a 90 shooter. I'm usually a 95 shooter. I think they should make par, par like ninety instead of seventy two, eighteen higher. So it makes people feel better about shooting under par. Be it'd be more, inc- it'd be more inclusive. Yeah, then it'd be easier to shoot under par. Everybody should just be scratch. Yeah, that's true. They should. You be. guys say this shit, and it's probably going to end up happening. It's the new segment that's sweeping the nation. It's how to get better at golf with... It's Evan here. <laughs> you know, that's the first time I got to listen to it and then commentate right after it. I'd like, like to... 
I feel like I'm introduced at a game show or something. Can either of you I tell know. me what game show I went to? Like run down from? an aisle, like jumping up and down. Yeah, like, like, the price is right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nobody knows what game show that's from. No. All right. I. Um, I guess. Can I guess? You can guess. Yeah. Heart sharks. That's 100 percent correct. Yeah. Wow. No. See, I know my game shows and my golf. You just cost the listeners a prize. I was going to say instant message us on uh, on Instagram <laughs> if you know, and we'll send you out a prize. But uh, ain't going to happen. When it comes to music and movies, I know nothing. But when it comes to certain things, I'm just like an expert. What can I say? Well, we lost Pat, and he has the questions this week. So. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> um, where'd he go I don't know he's just blank alright Evan so I can ask a, a question that I, I saw on the uh, Instagram as always find us on Instagram bogey golf pod ask your questions just uh, slide into our DMs ask a question for Evan and he's he's glad to answer it this question is about uh, putting Evan and the, and the question was Good drills to start the ball on your intended line. Good drills to start the ball on your intended line. First thing I like to do, draw a line on your golf ball. All right? So you can get one of those tools. I don't know what they're called, but uh, they're plastic. Yeah, they're it's like, just got, it's got, you can put a cross or whatever on it. Like a... yeah. So draw that line. Line up the line on the ball to your putter every time. Most putters have a line. If you don't, then that makes it a little tougher. Line it up every time when you practice. Don't just do it when you're on the course. When you're on the putting green, you have to practice as if you're playing, if that makes sense. And in addition, put two tees down slightly wider than the putter. So when the putter's right behind the ball, one tee is just below the heel. One tee is just above the toe. And it's they got to be straight, you know, straight in line. So it's just everything's going to be like... You know, it's going to be the lines to help you, if that makes sense. So then you've got to hit the ball between the lines, or you got to keep the club between the... the keep the tees. club between the tees. That's more for stroke. But I'm just saying, like, really what you want to do is you want to put... I'm just, it's hard to explain, but what I want to say is... It'd be a good video, though. Yeah, it would, right? <laughs> we'll get it up. We'll get it up tomorrow. What you're going to do is you're going to put the two tees like on the on the face edge of the putter and the top corners and then the bottom corner. So you're going to feel like that's dead perpendicular to your line. Okay. So you're basically making a cross, if that makes sense. What uh, on the putting green, what other drills are how do you. I see a lot of guys on the putting green, right? They'll take three balls out, um, you know, hit a miss one, miss one, make the third one. I always think that's stupid because you don't get three shots at a putt um, in life. What's a good way to simulate on the putting green uh, some real-life kind of pressure in real-life putts? Well, obviously, a putting competition with your friend is always good. Uh, I understand why people use multiple balls on the putting green. They feel like they can hit more quicker. Are you still there? Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yes. I feel like you can, you know, you can hit. If you're just warming up and you only have five minutes, like, 
you want to hit as many as you can as fast as you can. But if you're actually practicing, you know, you know, maybe only one ball is good because then it kind of makes you really focus in on this one ball and this one putt instead of being like, all right, let me just go to the next one really quick and just kind of keep hitting. And again, take your time, line each one up, and, you know, really think about, like, you know, actually, like, read it. Pretend like you're putting like you're on the course. Don't just, like, oh, just step up and hit it. You know, do your routine, whatever you do on the course. Same thing we talked about last week with full shots on the range. Do your normal routine. Is there anything I can do, like, at home in my basement or something during the off season? Um, you know, there's always all these gadgets out there. Um, You're talking to the gadget king, baby. I got the putt out. I got... Uh, yes. I mean, obviously, there's nothing wrong with just putting, like, a cup down. You know, just putting into that. Um, one thing, to, a good thing to think about is the tempo of your stroke, which is something that I think is somewhat not really thought about. So when I say tempo the stroke, think about your distance, you know, back and then your speed through the ball. So that's something that if you feel like you don't even really need to hit a ball to, to practice that, you know, you just want to think about just the back and forth kind of motion. Are you a straight back, straight forward putter? Or are you put on an arc? I feel like I'm pretty much straight back, straight through. Uh, maybe like a tiny bit of an arc, but I'm not really an arc kind of person. Pat's back. He's back. He's back. He missed the whole segment. Well, he has the he has questions too. So, okay, did, let's go. Did, did we make up a question? Well, I just asked about putting. That was one of the questions. Good drills to do on the on the putting green. Okay, so the, so this was the one that I got in, and sorry about that. the The loss of AirPods led to a dead phone. Um, <laughs> the question from us here is: It's two part. One is I'm completely overwhelmed buying wedges. What is the best way to do it? So that goes back to our good old Guff WRX days. And yeah. the second one is, when around the green, I'm much more comfortable with a putter in my hand, but it's obviously shamed. Um, would you recommend a person to, a higher handicap person with not a strong wedge game, to go to the putter more often than not? Uh, so let's answer the second part first. So... Absolutely, yes. I think it was Jack Nicholas who said, a bad putt is never worse than a bad chip. I mean, a bad putt from the rough, you know, say it's even five feet into the rough, you're most likely going to be on the green. You know, maybe you can get it within 10 to 15 feet. You know, a bad chip might only go a foot or like 100 feet over the green, right? So there's, I mean, yeah, if they can shame you into doing it, and I mean, that's fine, but like, when you when you when you get up and down, I mean, it's kind of speaks yeah, for itself. People only try to shame you when they're trying to beat you in a bet or something, and they yes. don't want, they don't want you to save strokes. That's when the shaming comes in. Don't ever be ashamed to do something. That's the whole point of this podcast. That's why we started it, Pat, right? Get rid of the sure. stigmas. Even though I would never, oh. I would never do that. But still, and I, I mean, here, here's another part about too. What about a wood or a hybrid out of the? Like the first, not the not even the first cut out of the rough close to the green. For sure. Well, that's that's another thing I was just going to say is, I person, I'm okay with that personally. I don't like a three wood or a hybrid just because I always felt like because the club is so long, you're standing so far away from the ball and that unless you practice that shot frequently, it doesn't feel very natural. Um, but I'm totally, I totally encourage 
chipping with like a nine or an eight iron and making it feel like it's a putting motion, but it's just going to carry like two or three feet over the taller grass. And then the rest of it's a putt. Then you have a very short swing and it kind of eliminates your, your air and trying to, you know, hit it just, just right. So that's a very effective shot, especially if you're like for a long, you know, a lot of green to work with. And I would say if you have a, not a lot of green to work with, then the more the less the putter is probably a good play because you don't have to hit it that hard. Now, do you think for the mid to high handicapper that we've overcomplicated wedges? Like for so for you staying there to pull out the eight or nine iron versus looking in my bag and seeing a fifty, a fifty four, and a fifty eight. Or if you're me, a fifty one, fifty three, and a fifty seven. Sexy bitch. I mean, I will say. Think about your game and think about where most of your shots are played from, right? Are most of your shots played from outside 150 yards or inside 100, right? Where do you need, like, extra clubs? Do you need more hybrids? Do you need more wedges? Now, that's more. That's not really talking specifically about wedges. That's more about the bag. I don't think most people need four wedges from pitching wedge to gap wedge, sand wedge, lob wedge. Especially if, if the distance is, if you don't hit it that long and the distances aren't that, like, if they're only five to eight yards, maybe in difference, I, mean, I don't think that really matters too much. Um, I think every one what, of my wedges is five to eight yards in difference. You know, where you might be more beneficial to have another four hybrid or, you know, something like that, right? Um, as it pertains to fitting of wedges, I think a big thing, you know, maybe a fitter, I'm not a I'm not a fitter really, but I've been fit. I think a big thing with fitting is about how the wedges dig into the ground. So like grinds and bounces are probably more important than anything. And that's the most overwhelming part, I think for the normal person. And anyone who has those questions though, can go back to our Edison golf episode where we talked to, to Terry and he explains all the different wedges and all the, the different grinds. I mean, yeah, that would be, he would be much better at than explaining to me, but you know, obviously, if you know if you if you like to go deep into the ground, you know you get a certain wedge. If you're shallower into the ground, you get one that you know glides it more, and you know things like that. You know, if you if you have if you're not confident with wedges, you probably want you know more forgiveness. So, you know, the way golf clubs are made now, I'm going to say they're all very similar. Each brand is, you know, that might be more of like a how you feel and how it looks, but they're all going to do similar things if the grind and the bounce is similar. So it's more about that. And if you get the RBX, uh, no, what one's the full face? What the hell were they? The CBX4 full face. Yeah, there's only, the grinds are specific to the club, so you don't have to pick a grind. They've done it for the average golfer, what grind they, when they test it on people, what one worked best for the high handicappers. To try to eliminate some of that overwhelmness. Right. Because it is, even with with all the shows we've done on it, and I mean, we did an entire show on shafts, we did a, we've done several shows on wedges, I still go into the store and I'm completely overwhelmed because they make shit up. They'll call it a, a grind something different now just because they want to market it as new, but it's the same fucking grind. They just change the name of it. It's it's very difficult to... Uh, I, I do agree. You know, I think... I think it's a lot easier if they if they use straight numbers. Right? I agree. Like I know Titleist wedges are like 
oh, that's a K grind. That's yeah. like a, a, you know, and I'm like, what, you know, how to, nobody like, what does that mean? You, you just go on Google and just try to figure out what it means anyway, because, right? Yeah, each company is a different, has a different yeah. name for it, just like shafts. Some of them, some extra shifts, stiff shafts are the same as somebody else's stiff shaft. It's like there's not a, a set thing. It's all marketing. And that that's another thing golf could do to fucking make it easier. But I know it's all probably not just marketing, but like research and patents and shit. So they got to switch it just a touch to be able to to sell it or whatever. My shaft is moving during this conversation. Just hearing you talk right now. <laughs> now, what do you guys think about the idea of golf courses instead of having colors for tees going to numbers? Have you seen that at all? Uh, yeah. I'm yeah. in. I'm in different. For, Forest Dunes is yeah. numbers. What is it? Forest Dunes is numbers, not colors. I always feel like numbers. People associate colors with certain abilities where numbers i i don't know if they view it like that they don't for sure with numbers like it does if you play like say the fourth tees it doesn't feel like you're playing the the reds or the yeah, golds no, nobody knows what that means right, right? we'll associate red with ladies right so it's like oh i can't play there even though i feel like if you shoot you know whatever if you can't reach par fours and two probably playing too far right that's the biggest thing i think of all the time and and it's not that i'm not guilty of it like i should play the whites way more than i do um and dearborn's not necessarily a, a long course but you know i always play the blues the guys all play the blues we play the blues but like shoot 95 there's no reason for me to be, i should be playing the fucking whites or the golds like Shoot better scores. Play the tees that you're meant to play. I mean, I've never played a course. Even if I played a tee that's too, sh- I felt like was too short. I'm never gonna actually go. Well, that was too easy. I should have, like, you know, exactly more chance. I, I, I probably had fun. You know, okay, it was easy. I could hit par fives and two very easily. I'm like, who cares if it's too short? It's just fun. We had a plan last year to play. We were going to try to figure out where we would have to tee off from to shoot par better, uh, and we never did it. That's something maybe we can get to this year, Pat, because that would that was a, we have all these ideas and we have no uh, no follow through. Um, well, I think a global epidemic kind of ended a lot of those last year. It did, didn't it? Because we were pretty, we were we were blazing, buddy. Mm-hmm. So I've read from the USJ that the T you're supposed to play is your five iron distance multiplied by 36. Really? Yeah. So what's 180 times 36? Now, wait a second. Before you just start throwing out numbers, it's your average five iron distance. It's not the best five iron you hit at one time in your life. It's your average five iron distance. 180, douchebag. It's not even bragging. I think that's that's a good number. 6480. Okay. I saw Charlie Woods hit a, a five iron two oh five, so don't give me any shit. And plus my five iron is bent like a fucking three iron because all the clubs are loft jack now. Well to to Evan's comment though, so if you do that math with one eighty as your five iron, you're at sixty four eighty yards, which is pretty normal to where 
most people play. If you do 170 with your five iron, you're at 6,100 yards. Really? Which all of us, which all of us would make JT comments about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, 180 is my five iron. Anywhere I hit five iron from like 180 to, you know, 190 ish. Sometimes if I if sometimes I really get it, 130. Yeah, well, not use. I I have my five irons like uh, Jen Daly hits his driver, but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not against playing forward tees. No, and nobody should be. If you go play the forward tee and shoot 75, are you going to walk away and say, oh, that was too easy? No, you're probably going to walk away and go, oh, that was great. I got putts today. Yeah, and I'm going to post it, too. I mean, we've talked about it before. Some of our favorite, one of my favorite golf events I do all year is I'm the one golf trip with the Red, White, and Blue Challenge. Playing the Reds is fun. Yeah. And like when you guys do it at the club, like everybody loves it. Like you feel like a tour player, like, oh, I'm hitting a par five and two with an iron. Yeah, it feels great. Or for, for guys like you and I, LD, who sprayed off the tee a little bit or who don't hit it as far as we should, driver, five iron to hybrid into every par four. That gets old. Every now and then mixing in a driver pitching wedge or a driver nine irons. A, would, a nice little feeling. It would be nice to have more uh, pitching wedges than nine irons in. But I think that's one of the benefits of playing it forward. Yeah, for sure it is. We're going to end that stigma, Pat. That's our goal. That's what we do for you people. Five iron distance multiplied by 36. That's a good I mean, that, that math ends up perfect because I was thinking 180 and my five as well. and It's like six, the only math question you ever released that actually made sense. Yeah, and 6,500 is probably a good number for where I should be playing golf from most of the time. Shit, sometimes I feel like I, I couldn't break uh, 90 at a putt-putt course. I had my first two hole-in-ones of the year down in a, down in O-Town last week. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, one was probably a, had a little bit of break to it, maybe a 45-footer, so that was, that was a good one. And the other one I actually banked off of... Uh, Banked off of another ball in from probably 30 feet out. So uh, two holes in one this year. Did you buy drinks? Yeah. Got a, went out after, got a couple uh, high C pouches, and uh, it was good <laughs> to go. So I presume that if Charlie Woods was on the Nickelodeon channel, we would be seeing a lot of, like, miniature golf-themed stuff going on, like windmills and clown's mouse. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It's relatable. It's how does that kid associate what he's doing with what they would do. Yeah. All right. Do you have any other you think, questions, Patrick? You think we, you think we, us three can single-handedly move golf? Uh, I think it's the goal. You think we can do it? I think we can do it. Yeah. We just keep working on it. If we Somebody all had fathers the like voice girl, of... we already would have. <laughs> the humanitarian podcast. Somebody has to be the voice of the people for this game. This game that we love that doesn't love us back. Somebody has to be the voice of the people. To be rational, logical, unbiased. Yeah, all the things. I mean, you're explaining me to a T. Non-hypocritical. <laughs> Not giving a fuck. And I hate to say, I hate to give people plugs, but my golf spy, I love their whole be your own brand thing. That's like their tagline. 
It's so good. Don't fall for gimmicks and shit. Fall for does it work for you? If it works for you, it's not a gimmick. If it doesn't work for you, it's a gimmick. Like, what's a gimmick to me might not be a gimmick to you. So don't be scared to try shit. Well, look at the things you've had success with. You loved the directed force punter. I thought I gave away <laughs> all of them. I have one more in the garage. <laughs> so Sam must have sent me a shitload of them. I didn't remember. And then your Edison wedges so far. I mean, you can't. You, I don't think you've ever spoke more highly of a golf club. No, wedges normally don't make it a full season in my bag, and I love those things. So, like, we, so we've learned on this show that, and obviously it's release season right now, so we're all going to be overwhelmed with new stuff coming out. But sometimes Shit, it doesn't I have to that, be huh? the new hotness. Yeah. And other times it does, because I had many friends by TaylorMade Sims last year who absolutely murdered the ball. So Yeah, it doesn't always have to be. I was reading a story about, uh, I think it was Scheffler. He, like, broke his three-wood that he had been using for, like, the last eight years. Yeah, that Nike three wood. Sure. He's not. He's using stuff that's you know that old. I mean, you can too. If it works for you, exactly. All that matters is if the the ball go where you wanted it to, or relatively where you wanted it to, then that club works for you. That's why I don't know how many times we stressed it. Don't buy shit online. It doesn't matter what the deal is. Don't buy something you haven't hit. But it's on sale. Yeah, exactly. Then. Go up to the store and be that guy. Go hit a club with no intention of buying it and then order it online. That's fine. But do not buy something without hitting it just because Tiger Woods uses it. Tiger Woods could beat you with a fucking stick from the backyard. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't get something. Earl Jr., look at his switch. <laughs> he, first of all, <laughs> Tiger wouldn't tell Earl Jr. to go get a switch. Tiger tells somebody else to tell Earl Jr. because Tiger don't talk to, to Earl. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. We're at an hour 45. That's a good show today, boys. Holy shit. All right. Flashing New Year. Everyone, thanks for listening. Give us that five-star rating wherever it is that you get your podcast. Go to Monkey Knife Fight. Use the promo code BOGEY. Get that uh, $50 free dollars when you deposit 50 Win some money this week. And that's all. Tony Open this week. Follow the podcast on Instagram. Instagram at Bogey Golf Pod. And submit your questions. Maybe Mr. Uh, Pineapple Nips will answer them for you. Web's going to win. Have a wonderful day. TTFN. Top top for now. Bye bye. I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye bye. Okay, lady. I love you. Bye bye. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Toodaloo. Au revoir. I'll see the same. Ciao. Ding dong day. Bye bye. This concludes our broadcast day. Goodbye, morons. Oh. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 